Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Okay, let's talk about something that I know is really hard for many people and it's anticipatory anxiety and worrying about the future. So when I was struggling with anxiety, I used to spend so much time worrying about the future, like it was literally my job. (laughs) If I had made any sort of plans, there was almost immediate worry, like whether it was worrying about something that was going to happen an hour from now or a day from now, two weeks from now, or literally like months from that point in time. And anticipatory anxiety usually sounds like this. What will happen if I do this or if I go there? Will everything be okay? Will I have a panic attack? Will I be able to handle it? Will I embarrass myself? Will I be able to get home quickly enough? And then your brain says, only bad things will happen if you go. You won't be okay. You will have a panic attack. It's going to be horrible and you won't be able to handle it. And you're going to embarrass yourself in front of everyone. And no, you won't be able to get home quickly enough and your whole world will crumble. And so then you start trying to plan out your every move and what actions you could take to keep yourself calm and safe in the event that all of these things do happen. And you start checking in with how you feel and where you're at and whether or not you're even capable or ready to do this thing that you have in front of you. And you inevitably start to question everything right? You feel horrible. And so you probably just decide to stay home and not move a dang muscle so that nothing happens except the chaos that is already happening in your head and making you feel terrible. Does all this sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so not fun. Anticipatory anxiety is something that so many people struggle with. It's so common. And really, I want to talk about the crux of it and it being we're choosing to do a whole lot of worrying. And we do this because so much of anticipatory anxiety and just anxiety in general really comes down to our unwillingness for things to be unpredictable to be uncertain, and for us to feel uncomfortable. Like as humans, and especially when you're struggling with disordered anxiety, you always want to make sure that you're okay. And being okay and being safe with disordered anxiety translates to not feeling anxious, like in any capacity. (laughs) So we often choose to worry We choose to fight, we prepare and plan, and we do our best to keep ourselves safe and everyone around us safe. We worry and worry and we worry some more. And we convince ourselves that what we're doing is really helpful rather than being harmful. And with anticipatory anxiety, you probably notice that you're either focused on the past or the future. Like you're focused on all the things that have gone wrong before and you probably have some really strong memories of things that have gone wrong before. For example, if you have made plans that include you driving on the highway and 
three months ago you had a panic attack on the highway and it was really horrible, you were probably thinking about that panic attack and thinking in all the ways in which you can prevent that from happening again and trying to figure out why that even happened, what you can do, and what might make you safer in the event that that happens. And because of all these memories, you project it onto your future. You're like, it's going to be like that again. And so I have to do a bunch of things to make sure that I'm going to be okay. Or maybe for you, it's not focusing so much on the past. Maybe it's you're just so focused on the future. Like, I don't want anything bad to ever happen. And so I'm going to do my best to keep myself, you know, quote, safe. And let's be real, as humans, we spend so much time focused on the past and the future. And we do this because we don't want to feel uncomfortable, right? We don't want things to be unpredictable or uncertain. But that stuff is kind of always there. And we have to have that willingness for that those things to be there. And the reality really is, if we're trying to live anywhere but in the present, living in the past or living in the future, it's going to lead to so much tension, so much overwhelm, so much stress and anxiety. So let's talk about how we can actually work through anticipatory anxiety and how we can find freedom from worrying and from feeling so dang anxious about the future. So tip number one is really important. And I feel like I always have to start at this really simple place because our brains often take us so far away from the simplicity of some of our struggles. So I want you to first just acknowledge that having some anxiety about the future and the unknown is quite natural. Like it's important to remind yourself that you're allowed to feel anxious sometimes and you're allowed to go there and sometimes it's actually very natural that you have anxiety about certain things. Yes, there might be that disordered anxiety there, but sometimes, you know, you're really anxious about going on the highway because you haven't driven on the highway in months or maybe even years. So allowing yourself to have some anxiety about that is going to be really helpful rather than beating yourself up and convincing yourself, I shouldn't be feeling this way. This is so silly. This is so stupid. Like just giving yourself the grace You can have some anxiety about the future sometimes, and it's very natural. And even when you're having anxiety about the future and it doesn't really make any sense, like it's actually really silly and you recognize that, you have to remember that anxiety is not logical and you don't have to make it make sense. It doesn't have to make sense in order to validate how you're feeling and in order to let yourself just feel anxious. But I think it's important just to note, you know, many people... You might be like me and be very introverted and you make plans and you're good with it when you make the plans and then a couple days goes by or it gets closer to the event that you've planned to go to or the thing that you're going to do and you're like, why? Why did I make these plans? Why did I agree to this? Do I even want to do this? Like, oh my goodness, what did I get myself into? And really just allowing yourself to feel those feelings is so important They're quite natural, and like I said, especially if you're like me, I feel like this is how 75% of things go sometimes. I don't have that disordered anxiety there, but I am introverted, and doing things sometimes is a little bit more of a struggle for me. Um, You know, I talked about recently on my Instagram stories how I went to an adult gymnastics class, and 
this really all got sparked because my daughter started gymnastics recently and I've just been watching her and I'm like, it's so fun and I miss it so much. And I did it growing up from the time I was a little, little kid. And I always say it's like the one thing that I feel like I was gifted with. Like I and was just a natural gymnast. My mom took me to my first lesson and it was like, whoa, she can do this and nobody really had to teach me. But signing myself up for this adult gymnastics class had me feeling so many feelings. I was like, why did I think that this was a good idea? And I booked this literally in another state because my state does not have any adult gymnastics class that I could find. So I had to drive from Maine to New Hampshire about an hour to get to this class. I have never been there. I've never been to this gym. I don't know anyone. I haven't done gymnastics formally in a gym setting in so many years. And so it made sense that I had so much anxiety about it. And of course, I shared it on my stories and a couple of people reached out to me and said, oh my goodness, Shannon, like, do you, are you struggling with anxiety related stuff? And I'm like, no, I'm human and I'm struggling with very natural anxiety you know I always am very honest about that like you don't get rid of anxiety anxiety is always going to be with you you won't have the same relationship that you do now it won't be the disordered anxiety but I still feel anxious sometimes right and it makes sense and giving myself space and acknowledging it was quite natural that I was feeling anticipatory anxiety surrounding this but I'll tell you I went to that class I had so much fun like I had so much fun and I felt so dang good after I went to the class. So give yourself grace and acknowledge it's okay to feel anxious about the future and recognize that it's actually quite natural to feel it. Okay, tip number two, and this is something that I talk about a lot, but I feel like I always have to mention it because it's so important. When you have all these thoughts going on and you're like, I just, I'm just being flooded, it's so important that you allow yourself to really process them, like allow the thoughts to be there, allow the feelings, the emotions that come along with the thoughts to be there. Like do your best not to try to suppress them or fight them or ignore them. When we do this, we think we can sort of protect ourselves. Like if I just don't recognize it, if I sort of keep it on the sidelines, it'll stay there. But no, 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 no. (laughs) Those anxious thoughts, those, those emotions will run onto the field and disrupt everything. So really just allow, practice allowing your thoughts and your feelings to be there, making space for them. Okay, tip number three is important. You have to acknowledge that you're making a conscious decision to worry. So many times with anticipatory anxiety, we don't recognize that, yeah, okay, we're having some thoughts, we're having some feelings, but we are adding to it. Like we are really jumping on the train of what ifs. We're really making the decision to go down all these rabbit holes. We are making the choice to worry and try to solve and figure things out. So simply asking yourself, hey, what was I doing before I started worrying? What was I doing before I started going down these rabbit holes? Can I just get back to doing that? Because you have to make that awareness of you're choosing to worry and we need to choose to do something differently. Okay, tip number four kind of rolls on the back of tip number three. Instead of worrying, instead of continuing to choose to worry and spiral about things that you don't have any control over because you don't have control over anything that's in this future space. 
So instead, you have to put your focus on the things you do have control of. And that is in the present, the right now. So I'm talking about how you respond to your thoughts and feelings, what you tell yourself, the actions you take, right? The actions you take are so important. So for example, instead of letting your brain continue to tell you all of the worst case scenarios and convince you that all this horrible stuff is going to happen, can you instead choose to just take action? Do something. Do something within your realm of control. You know, when we put our energy to other things rather than the thoughts and the feelings, it allows us to get present and actually allows us to gain that peace, that that freedom that we're looking for. So choose to put your focus on the things that you have control of rather than the things that you don't. You don't have control of the things that are going to happen in the future. So number five is important. (laughs) They're all important, but this one's important. Recognize that worrying is not problem solving. We tend to think if I keep worrying, if I keep worrying, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to come up with a solution. I'm going to come up with an answer. I'm going to come up with a way that I cannot have any of the discomfort happen, that I cannot have any of the unpredictability. I can make things certain, which just is so far from the truth. So instead, you know, when you notice that you're worrying, ask yourself, is what I'm worrying about actually solvable? Like, can I solve this? If you can, great. Like, list out some solutions, take action. But it's usually not solvable. What you're trying to solve is, you know, thoughts and feelings and fears that you've gone round and round and round trying to solve. And you know that you can't solve them. So you really instead have to just practice leaning into the uncertainty that's there and being more accepting of it. I can tell you when I really started practicing just letting the uncertainty be there and not trying to do things about it, oh, there was so much freedom. It was hard, but there was so much freedom there. All right, number six, I kind of want to continue on with this theme of uncertainty. You really have to practice accepting that uncertainties will always be present. We cannot make things certain. We can try and try and try, but it's just going to make us feel more anxious, more tense, more uncomfortable. And you really have to recognize just because there are uncertainties present does not mean that bad things will happen. We often think if I can't see, if I don't know, if I, if I don't know that I'm going to go and I'm not going to feel anxious or I'm not going to have a panic attack or all the stars are going to align and everything's going to be great, that it means things are going to be terrible. But it does not mean that. In fact, I want you to think about all the times that you made the decision, you had some anticipatory anxiety, and you made the decision to still do the thing, to still allow yourself to face that uncertainty. And I want you to ask yourself and recognize, did good things still happen? Did you still experience some fun? Did you still experience some joy? Did all the craziness that your brain told you fold out and look the way that you know the stories were laid out? No. And that's because, you know, the fact and the reality is lots of good things can happen even when there are uncertainties present, even when things are very unpredictable, even when you're feeling really uncomfortable and anxious. So really learning to accept the uncertainties. They're always going to be there. You can't make things certain. It's really, really pointless to try. All right, number seven, you have to acknowledge, like I've said, that you cannot live in the future and you cannot control it. 
we always want to control things with anxiety disorders, right? We feel like if I can control it, it means I'm going to be okay and everything's going to be okay. But this is just one of those stories, one of those lies that anxiety always feeds us. So anytime you try to live in the future and you try to control it, you're going to experience more anxiety and tension. So you really have to allow yourself to be present. You have to practice slowing down and being more intentional and more mindful, like truly bringing your awareness to the present rather than choosing to worry and be focused on the future and what might or could happen. You just have to allow yourself to be So there are lots of simple mindfulness practices that are great for helping you to bring you back to the present moment. And I'm a huge fan of mindfulness. I'm not a huge fan in the way that it's traditionally taught um, and probably in the traditional ways that you've seen of like doing all the grounding techniques and pointing out the colors and the things. And I think it can be much more basic than that and it is much more simple than that. So try not to make this overly complicated and really choose to be in the present. Get back to what you were doing right before you were worrying, before you were flooded with all the thoughts and feelings. Okay, the last one, number eight, and I like this one. It's simple, but it's helpful. Be vulnerable and actually share your worries with someone. I found this to be incredibly helpful. I'm not saying incessantly share your anxious thoughts and feelings and worries with someone, but I think just generally sharing what you worry about sometimes can be really helpful because it allows you to actually get them out. It allows you to process them rather than holding on to them and cycling through them, which is so torturous. And I often found, you know, that was sort of the most helpful part in sharing and being vulnerable was just allowing myself to get it out and giving myself the freedom of not continuing to hold on to these worries. And also many times when I shared my worries, somebody on the other end, you know, the person on the other end should say would be like, yeah, I get that. Or, oh, I've had that worry before. Or, oh, that's not silly at all. That makes sense. I can see why you would worry about that. So I think, you know, I always say vulnerability fights fear. Vulnerability is such a huge and helpful tool in the anxiety recovery journey and use it. And I guarantee you the worries that you have, you are not alone in them. You know, so many people land on my Instagram platform. They hear my podcast and they're like, oh my God, Shannon, I've had so many of the same exact worries and fears that you did. And I'm like, yeah. I, I know, I get it. Like our brains work very similarly. We have brains, they function very similarly. And also anxiety is just not all that creative. Like we do all have some of the same worries or they're very similar. And so instead of feeling alone and isolated and like a crazy person, you know, allowing yourself to speak them out loud does so many wonders. So anticipatory anxiety is actually an entire lesson that I cover in my Panic to Peace program. And I actually teach you very simply and practically how to lean into uncertainty and how to actually find peace and joy in it and how to be more present and how to actually practice mindfulness in healthy ways and simple ways and how to let go of worrying and how to actually get more peace and more freedom. So Panic to Peace will be opening again in September And if you have had interest in learning from me, I highly recommend getting on my waitlist for the program. I will put a link in the show notes. 
if you are like, I am sick of doing things the way that I've been doing them. It's clearly not working. I need a different perspective. I need support. I need accountability. I need motivation. I just need to know that I'm not alone. I can't recommend Panic to Peace enough. So again, the link will be in the show notes. The doors will be opening again in September and I cannot wait to welcome in a new round of students. It is my favorite program to teach and I just get so much joy from it. So if you have found this episode to be helpful, I would really appreciate it if you would take a minute to share it with somebody. And if you have not yet, I would love, love, and so deeply appreciate you to take a minute to rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen to the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Your ratings, your reviews is so important to me. I pour so much into this podcast and I want to just be able to help so many people and I want it to reach all the people who need the support. So I would deeply appreciate it and I deeply appreciate you. And you are absolutely capable of changing your relationship with anxiety and making it a healthy one and not having all of this anticipatory anxiety and this worry. So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.